I'm Dr. Brian Goldman, host of the CBC podcast, The Dose. Each week, we answer vital health questions that will help you thrive, like, what does my mental health have to do with my gut? How can I prevent melanoma? How much sleep do I really need? And how can I manage my health without a family doctor? I chat with the top experts to bring you the latest evidence in plain language, all in about 20 minutes. Find The Dose on the CBC Listen app or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Hi, I'm Ian Hanna-Mansing. Welcome to Checkup's Ask Me Anything podcast. And today you're about to hear our AMA about fear of flying. Hundreds of flights cancelled, planes grounded, inspections finding fresh safety concerns with the Boeing 737 MAX 9. A large section of one aircraft blew out moments after takeoff. It was just really scary because you know that something is clearly wrong, but as passengers we didn't know what. If I'm afraid of flying, then if I hear about a problem on airline A, I remember there was a problem on airline B, as if that is the only thing that ever happened. By now, you've probably seen the stories about an Alaska Airlines flight that had to make an emergency landing. Just over a week ago, January 5th, a door panel on the Boeing 737 MAX 9 blew off 20 minutes into the flight. Fortunately, there were no serious injuries. The type of aircraft they were flying that day has been grounded by authorities while investigators figure out exactly what went wrong. But if you feel a surge of panic seeing those stories, you are not alone. According to the Canadian Psychological Association, a fear of flying is one of the most common types of phobias, and that is the focus of this week's Ask Me Anything. Our guest is Dr. Luana Marquez. She's an associate professor of psychiatry at Harvard Medical School and a clinical psychologist. She answered questions about the fear of flying, and here are some of the highlights from our program. Dr. Marquez, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, well, you know, I, I heard you talk to our producer uh, in the pre-interview, and twice in that conversation, at the beginning and the end, you said you love getting calls, questions from uh, people on the radio. So I thought, well, this is a good sign because uh, we have somebody who's coming in very uh, enthusiastically. So that is fantastic. Now, now you treat patients who have a, a fear of flying, and and so. Does something like this door panel blowing off, uh, I assume it would, increase that anxiety? For sure, it would increase the anxiety. For a lot of people, when they have a phobia already, and I heard one of the callers saying this already, that they are predicting the worst case scenario and they're generalizing to every single plane now. And so if you already had a pre-existing condition, now your brain is scanning for danger and it found something to land on. So it tends to get people a lot more anxiety. Carol Slack is calling from Ottawa. Hi, Carol. Hi there. How are you? Um, I'm doing really well. So uh, what uh, question or comment do you have for Dr. Marcus? Um, I was a very bad flyer and uh, I ended up um, getting YouTube premium and had pilots talking me to my ear um, in one ear as I flew. I took a, a trip, a sort of bucket list trip, and I had to take nine planes, but I made it. But what mm-hmm. I'm wondering is it makes a big difference, but it hasn't really gone away completely does do you just still have to just kind of find ways to cope with the fear and walk through it or yeah dr marcus 
Carol, I'm glad that you made that bucket um, flight and it's your vacation and that sounds fantastic. You know, my professional experience is that it can go away. Um, the problem is that often we have to separate flying for actually doing the treatment to get you better. And the treatment is what's known as exposure therapy, which means actually doing the thing you're afraid again and again in a way that you're actually looping. So often when I talk to patients, they're like, well, but I took a flight and it didn't get better. The treatment would be something like flying from Boston to New York three times in the same day, for example. Nowadays, luckily, we have things like virtual reality that we can actually train your brain to not go on that fight or flight. But there is definitely hope. And I've worked with a lot of people who've been able to either overcome it completely or become so much less that they're not having the anticipation the night before. They're not anxious. They're not having trouble sleeping. Comfortable, but it's just a little blip in, in the world. It's not something that paralyzes them. So my suggestion, yeah. look for exposure therapy. Thank you. I have a, a flight booked in April, so I'm I'm way more clear on going uh, than I ever have before. Thanks. Yeah. yeah, Carol, I have a question for you. Yeah. Um, just to clarify, because I didn't I didn't fully understand it. So you were saying you talked about listening to pilots talking to you on on YouTube. What what was that? There's uh, there was one uh, like. Um, one co uh, pilot that I really enjoyed listening to before getting ready for that big trip. Mm -hmm. And I left uh, the speaker in one ear as I, and he just explained everything about the mechanics of flying. And he was so calm. And uh, so I had about three or four of them that I would just keep in one ear mm -hmm. talking about how, how just basically talking me through how uh, safe it is and all the rest of it. But I found that really helpful to have that in one ear as I was in the plane. <laughs> yeah. And if I may ask this, Carol, is there a particular thing that you're fearful of when it comes to flying or is it just a general anxiety? Um. No, I think it was probably watching movies like uh, Castaway mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Yep. <laughs> but yep. I think it was just my stuff and that's how it presented. Yeah. So I just had to work through it. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for calling. I appreciate that. Okay. You're welcome. Barbara Zuhovich reached out to us with this story via text. Uh, Barbara says, I was on a short flight from Montreal to Ottawa. Just before our descent, the pilot announced we'd have to turn back to Montreal due to a mechanical problem. He explained that the repair depot was in Montreal, and if we landed in Ottawa, the plane would not be able to take off. I was sitting beside a very nervous passenger who immediately became agitated. The flight attendant came up to her and said in a rather loud voice so we could all hear, do you think we're going to crash? Most of us laughed. Okay, that's a weird uh, uh, thing, I think, for a flight attendant to say. Uh, Dr. Marcus, I assume that uh, talking, you know, using the C word, crash, on a plane is probably not the right way to deal with somebody who's anxious. Well, if you want to get them more anxious, that's definitely what the flight attendant did, right? Because if you are predicting the worst and now the person that you're supposed to rely on to calm you down is now suggesting that the plane might crash or just saying the word, yeah. um, certainly will make you a lot more anxious. So definitely something I'd not recommend. Mm -hmm. I, I was on a flight one time, like, so I'm not a nervous flyer at all. I, I, I actually enjoy flying. Uh, I mean, the environmental part of it is troubling, but in terms of, you know, the the aviation part, I find quite exciting. Um, but uh, Dr. Marcus, one time I was on a, 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 actually a series of flights heading from Vancouver to St. John's, Newfoundland, the far side, uh, eastern side of the country. Um, and one of my colleagues was sitting next to me from CBC 
And I didn't realize how afraid she was to fly until we started taxiing on that first flight. And she grabbed my arm and dug her fingernails into my forearm. And I thought, wow, like this is, uh, I was not expecting this. And I really didn't have a good idea of, of how to react. I didn't know what to, I just felt uncomfortable. What, what advice do you have for me in that situation? So often when we are flying with somebody like that, you know, our brain, first, it, there's a surprise for you. Sounds like you're just like, what is going on here? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and it happens, right? We don't, people don't necessarily talk about it. A lot of people actually have a fear of flying, but they won't say it because they're afraid that if they talk about it, it's going to make them even more anxious. So they mm -hmm. might sit next to you and you may not know. So my suggestion is really, um, one, to not try to make it better. A lot of people try to calm that person down, tell them to take deep breaths, tell them that's going to be okay. But as I said before, that person is really in a fight or flight state. Their brain's predicting the worst and their tunnel vision. So what I say when I'm flying to somebody that's nervous, I say, well, yeah, it sounds like you're really anxious about this. You know, I think about that anxiety like as the waves in the ocean, they go up and they come down. And so I suggest you just experience the sensations. Let's not run away from it. Hmm. Of course, I'm trained to do that. Yep. But the idea is trying to control that anxiety only will make it worse. So yep. deep breathing when you're anxious just makes you more anxious. It doesn't actually relax you one on that when you are on that fight or flight, not before the plane, right? Deep breathing before the plane, relaxation, mindfulness, that's also help, very helpful. But in that moment, I'd say to somebody, let's ride this wave together and let's just stay here. And, you know, I've, I've had a moment like this with a colleague myself and she wanted to get out of the plane. And I said, the only thing I strongly recommend is let's not get off of this plane. Let's <laughs> do the best to stay here. And thankfully in our case, we landed and she sought some help because she was really being paralyzed by it. I'm really glad I asked you that question because I, I didn't, yeah, I learned a lot there, including the, the idea of riding the wave uh, as opposed to, please stop grabbing my forearm. <laughs> hey, my name's Jamie Poisson, and I'm the host of Frontburner. It's the CBC's daily news podcast. And every day we're discussing the big events and fault lines shaping Canada and the world. Politics, economics, social movements, you name it. Sometimes we even talk about really fun stuff like the enduring relevance of Lord of the Rings. You can hear Frontburner on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. Donna, Donnie Friedman is in Toronto. Hi, Donnie. Uh, hi, Ian. Yeah, this is a great discussion. Mm -hmm. So I am a fearful flyer. So some time ago, I signed up for a 10-week course with a therapist on fear of flying. Mm -hmm. He announced that in the last session, all his patients would take a short flight together, at which point I dropped out of the course. <laughs> you know. <laughs> right. But he did have one insight, and I thought it was really um, very accurate. He asked me if I would still be scared if I was flying the plane. And I thought about it, and I realized that I wouldn't. So hmm. the therapist concluded that this was a control issue, I just couldn't, you know, give up control, yep. and I think he was right. And on the issue of medication, no, I've never wanted to take medication on the flight because then how could I concentrate on keeping the plane in the air? <laughs> <laughs> so, so Donna, stay on the line because I, I'm so glad that you brought this up. Uh, Dr. Marcus, um, I, I, this is something I'd heard about a long time ago is, is, is how the that people, you know, despite the, the statistics comparing aviation to 
driving a car and that we know, however you measure it, it's more dangerous to be on the road than it is to be on a commercial flight. Uh, we have this sense of control when we're driving, even if we're not very good drivers, even if it's snowing outside, even if the person who's hurtling towards us at 100 kilometers an hour, you know, we have no idea uh, how good they are. We still feel like we have control. Uh, to what extent do you think this, in, in your experience as a psychotherapist dealing with, with patients, uh, is control uh, an issue with fear of flying? That's a great question, Ian. And I think it would be helpful, I think, for people to think about why is it that they are afraid of flying, right? We've been talking to some people that they're afraid the plane is going to crash, right? And that's the focus of their fear. For some people, they are actually not afraid of flying. They're afraid of a small enclosed place. And so they're not, they don't have a phobia. They have claustrophobia in the sense of they're afraid of being in a small enclosed place. The plane is a small enclosed place. And so they feel afraid of it. For some mm -hmm. people, as you're talking about, the focus of their fear, like Donnie, it may be more control. What we know is that our brain hates uncertainty. We don't like when things are uncertain, but the reality is we can't control most things. And so what I say to people when it comes to control is what are the things you can control? And, you know, thankfully in the U.S. and Canada, we can control, for example, the airline that we fly um, versus very different. I grew up in Brazil and some airlines in Brazil are not as secure as their airlines here. So there's some things that you might be able to do to control how you go about flying. But she's right. If the fear, the focus of fear is control, then the treatment necessarily is not necessarily flying. It's really being able to tolerate uncertainty and not having control. Mm-hmm. And, and Donnie, you said you, you took a 10-week course but didn't take that last week because it involved flying. Other than the one insight about control, was there anything else in the nine weeks you did attend that were, was helpful for you? No, I never got even to the second session when I heard oh. about the flight that was oh. <laughs> I thought, who, who needs this? Oh, man. All but right. your therapist mentioned about um, things that you can control. And mm -hmm. so the incident, I think it was with a Boeing. So my mind already goes to, okay, so so maybe I should be on Airbus, not Boeing, you know, yeah, and then do yeah. a whole research project. So do you fly at all, Donnie? I do. If yeah. I must, I will. But mm -hmm. I don't do it for pleasure. Yeah. Only if I must. All right. Well, hopefully you get to, to relax a little bit. Mm -hmm. I, I do On the control part, I just, you know, do you go here? This may sound silly, Donnie, but I'll ask it anyway. Do you, do you take roller, do you go on roller coasters at all? No. Oh, okay. Because, no. like, I love roller Why coasters. Would I? <laughs> well, I love roller coasters. And one of the things oh, I, I think go. to myself is that I've got, I do have no control here, right? So I just, I sit back and enjoy the ride. So you're a risk taker, Ian. Well, except I'm not actually, you know, there is, there's no risk, right? That when I'm on the, yeah, I feel, I feel like there is no risk. I just feel like it's the thrill of, of, of speed without actually taking nice. any risk. But anyway, um, I wish the best for you, Donnie. Thank you Thank very you. much. Thank All right. Bye-bye. Let's go. Oh, look at this. Richard Walker is, uh, is calling from London, Ontario. And I see, Richard, you're a former engineer test pilot. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, with both the military as a fighter pilot and in Transport Canada, certifying new aircraft that operate in Canada. Man, so this is the, the absolute opposite of me on the roller coaster, completely handing <laughs> over control to, to the people at the, you know, in charge here. Um, and, and so obviously you're not afraid of flying, but I see here that you helped your wife overcome her fear of flying. Tell us about that. Yes, uh, she had a fear of flying because she didn't know what was going on, both in the air traffic control environment and the funny noises that the airplane would make from time to time. Mm -hmm. So the first time, two times we started flying together, 
and I would explain to her what's going on in the air traffic control world, what those noises are on the aircraft, and perhaps even more importantly, I would give her uh, describe to her what we do during the certification programs of these aircraft. And I'd like to say we fly the aircraft higher than it will ever go in operation, slower than it will ever go, faster than it will ever go, and many other uh, parts of the flight envelope is just go beyond where the airplane will be operated. And and does that ever make you nervous? No, unfortunately. <laughs> Fortunately. <laughs> yeah, no, well, I don't. Uh, yeah. I just have great confidence in the aircraft, and uh, that was my job, of course. But, yeah. Uh, that, that, that is fantastic. Uh, I'm glad you called. I would be tempted to talk to you for half an hour if I could, but I, I can't. Um, but, but Richard, thank you very much for calling in. Yes. The point was that she now knows what makes airplanes fly and what we've done, so she's comfortable. Yeah, absolutely. No, point well taken. Uh, let's go to Guysborough County, Nova Scotia. Darren Crooks is calling. Hi, Darren. Hello, can you hear me okay? Uh, I can. Now, unfortunately, we only have about two minutes here. You have an incredibly important uh, personal story to tell us. Uh, can, can you start that story in about a minute and we'll pick it up from there? Sure. I worked in the oil and gas industry and uh, uh, probably since 2012. I uh, spent, uh, I worked in many different countries. I flew about 120 flights a year, sometimes flew 180 flights a year. And I guess the point I'm trying to make is, uh, I remember in March, AC-624 Air Canada flight mm-hmm. uh, coming back into the country. Uh, we had a hard landing in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Yep. Uh, for those Maybe some people are familiar with it, or maybe some people aren't. Uh, that does happen, like I said. And uh, yeah, so so about like so said, some people, some people, class, I get knocked out. Yep, uh, I get a bunch of stitches and things like that. So you know what? That does happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was very scary. It took me about seventy or eighty flights after that before I felt comfortable to fly in the plane again. So I guess that's what I wanted to share. Yeah, so you were knocked out. You were knocked unconscious in that hard landing. Well, yes. And yeah. uh, like I said, I, uh, you can see videos from that. And I'm the guy that walks around with the pillow with the blade brim out of their head or whatever. Uh, but yeah. uh, I say, uh, you know, airplanes are pretty safe, but you know, sometimes things do go wrong. Uh, Darren, one quick question, and, and I only have seconds left here, though. But uh, the first flight after that, what was that like for you? Uh, not so bad, but when the first flights that, when it was dark and you had turbulence, it was very scary. Yeah. All right. Darren, thank you so much for calling. I wish we had more time. Uh, let me go back to Dr. Marcus uh, one more time. What do you think of Darren's story? I think he, you know, things do happen. And I will say that to a patient. The reality is I can't promise you that the flight's going to be safe. The question is, why take that flight and why face this fear? And for most people, is because they want a better quality of life over time. But Darren is right. Scary things do happen, but they happen uh, not just on the plane. It happens in life. We can't, we can't stop those things. Yeah, and we have 30 seconds left. Uh, the, the caller before, the test pilot, interesting that he feels like he calmed his wife's anxiety by showing her all the things that are done to uh, make sure you're safe. 
Yeah, I love that call because he helped her change the narrative in her brain. And we haven't really talked about this, but changing what you're predicting and what you're saying to yourself can really calm you down during a flight. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a real pleasure getting a chance to, to hear your answers and talk to you on the program. Thank you very much for doing this. Thanks for having me. Dr. Luana Marcus is an associate professor of psychiatry at Harvard Medical School. She's also a clinical psychologist, and she spoke to us from Boston, Massachusetts. That was a portion of Cross Country Checkup's AMA about the fear of flying with Dr. Luana Marquez. She's an associate professor of psychiatry at Harvard Medical School and a clinical psychologist. If you'd like to listen to yesterday's full two-hour edition of Cross Country Checkup, you can stream the podcast on the CBC Listen app. And if you'd like to share comments or appear on the show, go to cbc.ca slash aircheck. I'm Ian Hanamancic. Thanks for listening. The next live edition of Checkup airs on CBC Radio, CBC News Network, and CBC News Explore next Sunday. For more CBC podcasts, go to cbc.ca/podcasts.